2: Welcome back to Live Mike. We're in the final hour of this special edition of Live Mike, an election day edition. We're counting down the hours and minutes now before polls start to close around the country and Something resembling information starts pouring in. Let me invite you to stick with us here at KSL News Radio throughout the evening. We will bring you up to the minute information as soon as we have it available. As soon as that information starts rolling in, uh, here is your source for that very information. Let me give you, speaking of information, something kind of interesting has just uh, occurred, and this comes from uh, voteinfo.utah.gov. As of this morning, there have been counted here in the state of Utah 1,152,383 votes. 1,152,383. Why do I give you that number so precisely? Well, because in 2016, the total voter turnout was then 1,152,369. So we have officially surpassed the 2016 turnout number by 14 more ballots counted. And there's a lot of day left, a lot of ballots yet to count. We have turned out this year in great numbers, setting records all around. Anyway, uh, I told you for this segment and the next, we're going to be speaking with young people. Uh, Young people who, uh, you know, have been a coveted voting block from uh, or by the two major candidates uh, for president and also uh, further on down the ballot. Starting the conversation, we're joined by uh, by Chrisanna Finlay with Utah Young Republicans, policy director of that organization. Chrisanna, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you?
2: I'm well, thank you. How are you spending your day this election day?
1: Well, the majority of today I am working, and tonight just hope to have a good watch party and see how things play out.
2: What are you watching for specifically?
1: I think to be able to see uh, how both candidates perform, and especially some of the toss-up states. I think there's a lot of different options that can occur, and, and to really see how the nation responds to that kind of outcome.
2: How has your organization gone about getting young people to vote here in the state of Utah?
1: Yeah, I think part of it is that we've engaged in certain debates and tried to make ourselves known. Um, I think uh, as we put together our our team, we're building out kind of our policy agenda and being able to communicate what our priorities are on a policy uh, stand uh, to our interested uh, party and especially for those kinds of constituents so the utah young republicans we represent individuals that are 18 to 40 which is a big block of the utah population and so we just want to make sure that we accurately represent kind of their desires and priorities um, in the state
2: traditional republican values uh, conservative values uh, you know, I, I won't, won't say that they are in flux or that they are changing, but there is certainly a different attitude held by uh, young conservatives and young Republicans today. There are social issues that uh, young Republicans are much more lax on. How do you how do you have conversations like that uh, and how do you appeal uh, to to younger voters when looking to draw them into, uh, say, the Republican Party or at least conservative ways of thinking?
1: That's a great question. Um I think, one, it's really to listen to what people's desires and what their hearts are telling them and and what they really care about. I think it's also important to know that the next generation of Republicans were extremely collaborative. And we want to hear everybody's voice in order to make the best decision possible and to really be able to make um, to hear kind of what strategies can be made and be able to solve solutions in a unique way.
2: If there are issue voters, if there are young Republicans who are turning out to vote due to a specific issue, what would that issue be?
0: Oh,
1: that's a really great question. Um, I I think with this current election, a lot of us are are looking not only about kind of a the person's character, but also kind of um, how they're going to meet our personal needs, especially, you know. If, I'm 30, and I think a lot of people of our age group, there's a lot of misconceptions about the millennial generation. And for one of them, it's, it's, you know, oh, they don't really want a house. They just kind of want to have a really unique and flexible lifestyle. But in reality, we want a stable lifestyle. We want affordable housing. We want stable jobs. We want a good wage, Um, and we want kind of our conservative values of, of family and fiscal responsibility to kind of carry forth in, in the laws and regulations for our state and of the nation.
2: Now, how do you see the Republican Party providing those?
1: Uh, I feel like the Republican Party uh, needs to be rebranded. I think it's really important for them to kind of ask the questions of if, if they're looking ahead, if, it's, uh, if they think that it's really time to be able to pass the baton to a new generation of leadership and really ask themselves where they want to go with the party uh i think a lot of because we live in a very emotional and reactive and chaotic world i think a lot of our current leadership is kind of responding in that type of reactive way instead of trying to look toward the future and to see how they can kind of pass on that leadership uh to to the next generation of conservative voices
2: uh New York City Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, she has been a powerhouse when it comes to like social media and exciting young Democratic-minded uh, voters. Is there a need to, to counter her popularity in the Republican Party, or is it some other strategy altogether that, uh, that Republicans need to do to rally young folks?
1: I love that question. I commend and I really respect her. Uh, especially, it, it's great to see a young female that is involved and impactful in our nation and the things that she cares about. So I, I personally think that it's important to collaborate with someone like that, to be able to see where we can kind of align our efforts. So I think in, in rather trying to find some like contrasting voice, I think we should uh, see where we can align our efforts and the things that we care about. And if anything, we should we should be able to provide additional conservative leaders of her kind of age group to be able to stand for conservative policies and conservative values um, while also trying to work with the other side.
2: Fascinating. Anyone in Utah you see, uh, any Republican in Utah you see maybe filling that role or being of a mind to uh, to I don't don't know if collaborate is the right word, but somehow, uh, you know, interact with AOC in a way that uh, that excites young Republicans.
1: Well, I think there's a a few individuals that I know that want to run for office or who have. Uh, I I want to run for office in the future. I also have. uh, I'm aware of a old friend, uh, Candice Perucci, who currently uh, holds a representation uh, in her in her personal area. And so I think I think that there are female voices and leadership that is emerging. And I would just encourage as many uh, women of of the millennial age group to really push forward and to kind of boldly step into that type of political role and to kind of just go for it.
2: Outstanding. Uh, We have about uh, 30 seconds left. Let's say that there are some uh, young people listening right now who have, up until this moment, uh, not yet engaged this process. Uh, They may not have yet registered. Uh, What's your plea to them? There's time left on the clock.
1: Yes, I would just – Know that there are avenues in which you can make change. Go out and vote. There is, you know, those opportunities to register at the ballot office and to um, collaborate with the people that hold the same values as you and to look for them. And, I mean, be, become involved in you talking about Republicans because we are looking for, for people who can help rally around those conservative values and, and be able to represent that. In, in both a policy and, a, and in a political way.
2: Outstanding. Chrisanna Finlay, uh, Policy Director for Utah Young Republicans. Thanks again for your time. Uh, best of luck as you watch results come in tonight, all right?
0: Thank you. You too.
2: All righty. We're going to take a, a break here in a moment. And when we return, we're going to move to the other side of the young aisle. And I will welcome to the program Angela Charles with the Utah Young Democrats, also chair of the Salt Lake County Black Democrats, will be my guest next on Live Mic. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to live, Mike. We are into the final half hour of this special election day edition of this program, Live Mike, episode number 220. Here in the state of Utah, we have set a record already. Uh, it happened just not not that long ago, according to VoteInfo.utah.gov. We have thus far surpassed surpassed the total number of votes cast in 2016. Right now here in Utah, 1,152,383 votes have been counted as of this morning. That eclipses 2016 by, get this, 14 votes, 14 more ballots. We are uh, right now on top of the record books, and that number can only increase as people continue to vote throughout the day and as either mailed in or dropped off ballots continue to be counted. It's a record-setting year here in Utah, and that is the same elsewhere in this country. I just got a nationwide update. The number of ballots cast nationwide right now is standing at 101,939,603. That is a massive, massive number, an incredible percentage of the population at large. I wonder about the breakdown Of numbers like that, in particular, the numbers here in Utah. To help me understand a little bit uh, about uh, about this election, specifically young voters and specifically young Democrat voters, I've welcomed to the program Angela Charles with Utah Young Democrats, also the chair of Salt Lake County Black Democrats. Angela joins us now. Angela, welcome to the program.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh,
2: Tell me, how, how are you spending your day today?
0: As a Democrat, um, like most Democrats in the country, um, this is a day full of nerves. Um, very looking forward to when the day is over and when we have our final results. But excited for everyone who's voting for the first time and such. Uh,
2: so, what, what has been the message to those voting for the first time? What, what have you what have you communicated to them? Why have how have you let them know that it's so important to become involved?
0: Yeah. So particularly for young voters this year, which is our primary focus with the Young Democrats of Utah, um, we're making sure that young people's voices are heard. Um, We understand that the average age of a Utah House member is, I believe, 57 and a half years old, um, and millennials are the youngest generation. So there is sort of a disconnect between who leads us and our largest generation. So People are seeing that, and they're frustrated, and they're making their voices heard in this election.
2: Remind me did you feel did you feel uh, you some younger candidates this year for uh, for Utah House and Senate?
0: Yeah, so this year we have three candidates who are so for young Democrats of Utah, there is an age limit of 36, and we do have three candidates that are of that age that are in that age range um, of the young Democrats age. Um, We have Ashley Matthews, who's running in House District 38. We have Oscar Mata, who's running in District 8. And we have Fatima Deary who's running in District 30. Uh,
2: You, as the chair of the Salt Lake County Black Democrats, have been uh, paying particular attention to District 30. Talk to me more about that race and your candidate.
0: Yeah, so... District 30 is one of the more diverse districts in the state. It's not the most diverse district in the state. And we think that Fatima is the perfect representative for that district. Um, she grew up in that district. She came to the United States as an eight-year-old refugee. So she knows the plight of refugees in that district. And she has experience working in the Salt Lake Mayoral Office. So she's a great candidate for that district. And we're very excited to see what the results will be tonight. Um Obviously, we won't we don't think we'll get the full results tonight. We will wait for final canvassing, but we're very excited to see what direction that race goes in.
2: Uh, she running against incumbent Craig Hall, there, a Republican. Uh, talk to me about the day after. So there will come a time where we ultimately find out the results of the presidential race. Uh, we'll learn about the hotly contested uh, race taking place right now in Utah's fourth congressional district, uh, the the very House races that you have mentioned and others. We will at some point know the finality. What uh, what advice would you give to the young people in your party uh, once that day comes? How do we come back together, regardless of yeah. the outcome?
0: Yeah, so... You know, we are in a tough spot as a country right now. Um, There is a lot of divisiveness. And, you know, I think I remember that at the end of the day, we all are Americans um, and put some petty beliefs aside. But as far as the day after, what does the day after look like? When these candidates win or whether if these candidates win, I think what it looks like is holding these candidates accountable. Um, That's something that I focus on as chair of. Salt Lake County Black Democrats is holding elected officials accountable for what they said they would do when they were um, sometimes, you know, um, as a minority group, we do get pandered to. And we want to hold these candidates accountable after they've won. How do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So we do that by continuing to reach out to them. Um, If we see that they voted in a way that they told us they wouldn't have— um, most of these candidates, um, I don't. I don't see politicians as celebrities. Um, I think of them as normal people. Um, so you know, we we have you know first name basis recognition with them. So that could simply be calling them or texting them and asking to clarify why they voted in a specific way, or saying, "Hey, the way you voted doesn't really benefit the community."
2: We're speaking with Angela Charles, with Utah Young Democrats, also the chair of the Salt Lake County Black Democrats. Uh, if you look around town right now, you'll see that businesses like Harmons, uh, some of the establishments at the City Creek Center and elsewhere are putting plywood, ply, plywood up on the windows for fear of what may come tonight. Uh, you can't help but deny the reality that many of the individuals uh, that have taken to the streets and have shattered a few windows here and there are young people. What do you say to to anyone, regardless of political party, who tonight is looking for an opportunity to go out and cause some trouble? What do you say to them?
0: I say just think about what you're doing and what it represents and reflects. Um, Rioting isn't a common thing, but when it does happen, it is amplified. Um, And typically it's amplified by people who feel like their voices aren't being heard. So. I would tell those people just, you know, when we when we host events, um, we recently had an event at Washington Square Park, and we had fears that there would be a riot at event. And I remember telling everything on the money, like, "Hey, this event is run by minorities. If you guys do anything, this is going to reflect upon us. So please don't do anything harsh." But you know, when things like this, I don't foresee that happening in Salt Lake City. Just. That's just me speaking as Angela. But it is important for people to remember that what you do, do it does reflect on others. But again, you understand that some people just really want their voices to be heard.
2: Yeah. I, I, I share in your prediction, I think that here in... Uh, Utah's capital city at least, Salt Lake City, I, I believe that that plywood that's going up is is going up hopefully in vain. I don't anticipate uh, too much trouble in the streets of Salt Lake here tonight. And I hope, I hope that that is the case in cities elsewhere. Um, and we'll just have to wait till tonight and see. But I'm confident uh, in the, the young people and the old, whoever, whoever uh, might be of the mind to go take to the streets. I think we'll be uh, a peaceful evening. Uh, did, did I miss anything? W- what are you particularly going to be paying attention to tonight?
0: So as I am going to be paying, I mean, I think this is like, I'm a political nerd, so this is kind of like my Super Bowl or NBA Finals. Uh, my NFL team is horrible, so we never make the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'll say this is my NBA Finals a moment. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to the results. I'm originally from South Florida, so I'm looking forward to the Florida. This is the only time people talk about South Florida is during election season. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to these to these three house race uh, to see what these young people can pull off tonight.
2: Outstanding. Uh, All right. Angela Charles, thank you so much for your time with the Utah Young Democrats, also chair of Salt Lake County, Black Democrats. Angela Charles, my guest. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. Bye bye.
2: All righty. Uh, we're going to take a final break in today's Election Day episode of Live Mike. When we return, I want to respond to a few texts that came in yesterday. I put out a plea. I said, hey, listen, I need some help. Producer Amy and I are looking to get the program ready for Election Day. If you have any questions, anything you'd like covered, uh, send in some notes. Well, I can't tell you how many questions I got about the Electoral College. What is it? How does it work? What will be its role in the election of the president? I'll explain it all now. Next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
1: Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
0: I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com